Thanks, KBOO members, for your generous support. If you are not a current member, you can become one by going to kboo.fm and clicking on Donate. And now stay tuned for Disability Awareness and a discussion with Disability Rights Oregon about the looming threats to Medicare. This program is made possible by KBOO members and support from Chamber Music Northwest, featuring the 2017 Summer Festival, which started June 26th. Five weeks of music, over 30 concerts, more than 60 artists and ensembles, eight world premieres, two theatrical experiences, and a celebration of women composers that spans nine centuries. More information at cmnw.org. And now, disability awareness. saw me standing alone without a dream in my heart without a love this is grace e reed and this is disability awareness and my guest today is ted wank from um uh oregon um disability rights oregon he's an attorney and uh we're going to be talking about the upcoming um yow well, I just want to say, yeah, uh, impact on vulnerable people with uh, with possible cuts in the Medicaid and, you know, the hot issues. Unless you live under a rock, you know what's coming at people. And uh, so we want to talk about that. The, your board is revising a DRO priority, I know. And according, you know, and your email was talking about you're very aware of what's happening and you're starting to uh, reviewing, not revising, you're reviewing the DRO, DRO uh, Disability Rights Oregon Priority Goals for 2018 in your July meeting. And this is, uh, this is July, uh, and the DSAC is, uh, we are at 11 to 11.30 on uh, Mondays, fourth Monday of every month, so this is a good time. This is also, July the 26th and 27th is the anniversary of the ADA, Americans with Disability Act, and so we can talk a little bit about that as well. And uh, remembering the struggle it took to get American Disabilities Act, uh, on, you know, passed under civil rights and then uh, as a law and then something to celebrate in spite of the uh, situation that's happening right now. And uh, so, and then I know Ronald Reagan, during the Ronald Reagan time, I'm old and I was alive then, <laughs> and chugging then. And Ronald Reagan, I know there was, during that time, they cut uh, Medicare. So we had a lot of uh, situations going there, but this is Medicaid and care, I think. So anyway, Ted, thank you for coming to the show. And what's up? Mm -hmm. What can we do? What can, what can disabled people do? Uh, this is frightening. What are, what are we supposed to do with all this incoming stuff? Well, I, I think that's a, a good reminder about the, the ADA anniversary, 27th anniversary of the ADA, coming up on July 26th here. And 
the story to remember there is is what it took to get it passed. Uh, you know, it took people protesting. It took people going to the you know climbing up the steps of the uh, the legislature <laughs> legislative building. Sorry, I was, I was picturing it. And I couldn't remember what, what building, but there were you know there were there were protests you know really all over the country, but in D.C. and uh, it got on the news. It got attention and 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 uh, people. I think mostly do care about about these issues. You know, they may be distracted by other things in their own life and and so forth. But I, I think the the thing to remember is to speak up. And it, you know, it takes a, a struggle sometimes to be heard and to make change and to uh, keep things going. Yeah, the activist. What's a, I think one of the best ways to be an act, I know I'm an activist, and I have been since the 60s, so I've been an activist all my life around a lot of these issues. I was not disabled at the time, so that was not one of my struggles, but I was part of the Martin Luther King thing and the Vietnam thing and all of those things. And then as I became more and more disabled, because I have MS, it didn't kick in until I was in my late 40s. So when I had my youth, I was out doing activism. So, and but what is one of the bore? Well, I, I would like to know if you agree with this. One of the best ways for older disabled people to become active, other than marches and voting, and see, we vote and we've done marches, and we're doing advocacy and we're doing all kinds of things. But uh, it's still like the steamroller still coming at us. So I'm thinking. I met with one of the DSAC members yesterday. We we met and uh, we were just, I was at Rite Aid and she came up to me and she said, her name is Anne, and she said, wonder what we should be doing right now. And, and one of the ways in which I have become an activist is uh, the uh, DSAC, it's uh, Disability Services Advisory Council. And uh, it is uh, Multnomah County uh, you can join uh, DSAC. We're still looking for people to join. We uh, literally advise um, city and state government on uh, dis- disability issues. You're going to be a guest. Uh, the fourth Monday of the month is when we meet, and you're going right. to be a guest over right. there and fill us in on some of the things that we can be advising government to do. You know, probably about us, Disability Rights Oregon, if people aren't familiar with our organization, we're a statewide organization. We promote opportunity, access, and choice for individuals with disabilities. We use uh, uh, opportunity, access, and choice. We're we're, uh, good words to pick because our our former name was Oregon Advocacy Center. So we, long time, people know us under our our former name, Oregon Advocacy Center, but it's uh, Disability Rights Oregon now, and when we go to talk to legislators and, and so forth, we want that disability, you know, right, right up. Right. You know, anything we do has to do with disability and the legal rights of people with disabilities. We have a number of staff attorneys working on pretty much anything. If it's uh, a legal matter, our office would either have information for you or a referral. And you know, one thing we're doing with the the threats federally to Medicaid, you know, the state legislature came through and there's some cuts but not not um not the mess that we were we were thinking from the state but yeah. the, this federal thing looms and you know one thing we're doing is gathering people's stories putting them on our facebook we 
tweet them out. Um, and, and again, it's about being heard and being visible okay. and making people mm-hmm. who are, 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 are you know threatening to do these things uh, aware that people don't want that. Well, and I think the more, one of the more powerful um, tools that uh, people who are vulnerable have is their voice or their uh, creative expression, if you will, because, you know. So uh, how, how would, uh, we'll put in here, how do people reach you uh, to, to get more information about the work that you're doing over at DRO? Uh, well, that's probably the, the simplest way is on, on our website, www wdroregon.org Disability okay. Rights Oregon you can spell out the whole thing you get there too Disability Rights or just DR Oregon and okay. uh, there's a number of tabs there uh, on different media coverage uh, um, issues uh, we've been um, you know we were promoting the rally for instance that they had uh, a couple weeks ago over in um, over by the Lloyd Center uh, regarding the Medicaid cuts, and uh, I went and attended the town hall that yeah. you know Wyden and Bonamici did out in uh, yeah out in Beaverton. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people showed up. It was full. Well, uh, this is a big deal. It's what two million people would be compromised in this country, and more actually when you think about it. And so Oregon, a people in Oregon, uh, the. Um, I mean, my my, my whole um, system would collapse. And I, on one hand, I've got, you know, I'm old, broke, toothless, but full of spirit. I'm 74 and I have MS. <laughs> so I have a, a rent raise that came at me not too long ago. So we've got that stress. And then we've got this potential threat. I mean, how you know, threatening? I mean, how do you deal with threats when you're already compromised and elderly and economically challenged and come on already right it's the stress around this and i think that's what gets me more than anything is what what kind of stress is happening to the people that are frightened out of their minds that this big steamroller is coming at us and people feel um they don't feel like they have a voice they don't feel like there's anything they can do that seems to be the biggest uh, on the street, you know, as I'm hearing my fellow disabled people and older people and whatnot, and they're uh, they're just frightened out of their minds, and they're just angry and frightened. And when you're angry and frightened, you you kind of lose um, your capacity to think straight and to try, you know, to do something about your situation. So I know that there is a ripple effect of all this already, let alone if it hits. I mean, we're talking about a death sentence here for a lot of people, right? Right. I agree. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> and so the best thing. So what? Are some of the tools we talked a little bit before the show. Some of the tools that are available for people is to join. Uh, what do you think? What are some of the better tools to? Jo- for people that are disabled to, to get involved with so that, you know, they can have a voice and feel empowered other than, you know, showing up at town halls. Maybe this is what we got to do on a weekly or monthly basis at least. You know, a number of things, and I, and I imagine the, that, it will you know, there'll be more opportunities to, you know, show up where and when you can uh, mm-hmm. and be visible. You know, as far as, you know, our office is a, is a legal office, um, you know, I don't know what kinds of 
uh, you know, issues or challenges might be presented, uh, you know, on that issue mm-hmm, yet, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes it's good old advocacy is, uh, you know, sometimes there's a there's a room for disability rights and our role is uh, the mm-hmm, legal mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. portion of the disability community. But and thank you for your service on that, because we uh, we have a we have rights to uh, to not what die maybe you know from from basic human rights we're talking human rights here with, with this one we are you know I, I think i agree with that though you know as far as the americans with disabilities act uh you know that's about equal access and opportunity you know in your community so that you can mm-hmm. get to places you can go to the rally get to the doctor um mm-hmm. assuming you have health care uh, yeah, that's to, the to point. Go to the doctor, but the you know get employment. You know the the employment. They you know they only started tracking and the employment rate for people with disabilities uh, officially uh, a few years ago. Uh, they have noted that the gap has closed slightly, but mm-hmm. statistically significant amount that the the unemployment rate for people with disabilities is much higher. Yes. The likelihood that somebody uh, who has a disability uh, is living at or below the federal poverty level yeah. is is far far greater, you know. And, and one thing with that is uh, is the ability to you know gain employment and obtain employment and advance in employment. You know, one bill, one mm-hmm. you know, uh, one kind of highlight at least in in Oregon uh, that passed the um, this past session House Bill two zero zero five gives workers with disabilities additional ah, hand me your, uh, <laughs> additional spider. protection against being paid less than or receiving fewer benefits solely because of their disability so it's kind of an equal pay act and, and you would Good think Lord. you would think that we already had that that we didn't uh-huh. have to just pass a law but they did uh-huh. and it's signed and you know um, so I think there's a lot of different fronts a lot of different things people can be doing uh, you know, remembering that it's a you know it's a larger struggle. So, and the gap is pretty huge yet. Yes. So just getting involved in that and and checking out your legislature, call you know getting involved with your your uh, legislators uh, on the city Definitely. and state government level. Uh, we are very lucky to have Kate Brown and. And in my opinion, Ted Wheeler and all these, you know, we have a good deal here in Oregon on, on as far as the, uh, the compassion and the empathy for uh, people of uh, disability and, and um, low income and housing and all that. Right. We never take that for granted. And there are, there are mm-hmm. definitely you know, accessible and affordable housing. You know, that the housing did not do so well in this past session. No, it didn't. And there you go. That's part of it. And this isn't just a separate issue. You're disabled and and the Medicare is uh, is compromised by what? One vote or something like that. Uh, it's it's scary. So here but we're that that's not how people live, right? We we live all of us we don't live with just little boxes that you check off. We live all of this affects all of this it's it's when my house when housing is compromised and then your health is compromised and then if you can't get to a decent clinic you don't have health care and then and i'll tell you again 
Well, I've seen people turning more, especially older people, turning more to alcohol and drugs. That's a ripple effect. Uh, I was an addiction counselor for many years, and that's my my thing. Right. My uh, right. main focus is alcohol and drug addiction issues as a professional counselor. You wrote and, that book. And I wrote a book, Negotiating Shadows, around that. Yeah. Right. I was a drug, Well, I was a kid of the 60s, so hello. <laughs> and I became a, a full-blown alcoholic drug addict and... and uh, almost killed myself behind it. So I, I'm an expert at this subject right. in Oxford. I was published in Oxford with a book called Negotiating Shadows on this subject. My dad and mom were compromised. My mom was not a drinker. My dad died of alcoholism. So I know this one very well. And and I've got 38 years of sobriety. I just took 38 years June the 4th. This is a ripple effect. We're talking ripple effects here even before just during this crazy time, let alone. <laughs> well, that's, that is the big one. It's, I mean, it's crazy. You know, I, I comes to mind uh, after the 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 tech bubble bust. If you remember mm-hmm. that back in the yeah. early two thousands, and there was a lot of uh, yeah. um, cuts being made, and th- you know, one suit lawsuit that our office brought was uh, to stop the cuts to outpatient drug and alcohol and mental health. Yes. Um, treatment yes. programs yes and uh that that were so, somewhat tilting at the windmill so to speak there yeah. but uh yeah. but they did or did they did restore it and now it's being threatened to be cut again uh you know i'm not i'm not i'm, I'm not sure on that one statewide i don't i don't believe so mm-hmm. but that's an example of, yeah. of of where you know once we get into this and then yes. we identify yes. you know what what issues yes, are yes, presented yes, and yes, which yes. ones we can work at yeah. from the legal perspective now if you want to talk about other things you can do even though that's obviously the big mm-hmm. thing going on mm-hmm. um odot uh department of transportation is um Recommended that the state public transportation planning um, form a disability um, advisory task force, which was a, re- a recommendation that came out of our settlement agreement from Disability Rights Oregon with ODOT regarding curb curb cuts and curb ramps. We were looking at you know kind of the mm-hmm. other other things they do and realized that you know we we need actual people with disabilities. Yes advising them on the on the state public transportation mm-hmm, plan mm-hmm, so uh mm-hmm. I, I believe there's information about how to do that you can either i believe it's on the odot website or on our website so that's another opportunity to yes. you know they're doing a, a, a community survey so you can just you know fill out their survey mm-hmm, make sure that people mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. disabilities their voices are being heard mm-hmm. when they're planning how to coordinate public transportation because a lot of people with disabilities rely on on those systems yes, to get around yes yes and uh, uh, well, or or apply to join the task force, you know. Yeah, and and, uh, and of course, we're, so we talked about DSAC, uh, Multnomah County Disability Services Advisory Council. I'm one member of that. Right. And uh, we advise uh, ODOT. I didn't know about that one, but here's one that uh, uh, along those lines, Disability Cultural and Justice Leadership Institute is doing their. Um, application process to join to be a um, uh, uh, disability cultural injustice leadership um, person for that for them and it's disability art culture at gmail.com 
Uh, they are doing applications right now. So if you want to be part of advocacy, getting out there and being a voice, this is another opportunity with um, the uh, Disability Cultural Justice Leadership Institute. They had a really powerful institute uh, last year, and uh, now they're asking for... Um, uh, let's see, August, uh, pretty much, I think the 1st of August is the deadline. So if you want to be a part of that, um, I'm going to give the address because not everybody has a computer. Uh, so, But if you do have a computer, go to disabilityartculture, all one word, at gmail.com. If you want to um, mail in an application... Uh, go Disability Art Culture Project, 259 Southeast 167th Avenue, Portland, Oregon 97239. I'll repeat that, Disability Art Cultural Project, 259 Southeast 167th, uh, 162nd, sorry, Avenue, Portland, Oregon 97. Two three nine. So that's another thing you can join if you want to advocate. There's another one that um, that Joanne sent over to me. Um, City of Portland Disability Program and Office of Equity and Human Rights presents Lives Worth Living film and discussion, and they're actually looking for. Um, uh, artistic directors and so on. I'm part of this. I'm doing uh, directing Mother Courage again at some point with oh, wow. disabled people. We're t we're trying to get wow. that started. Let yeah, me know about so that. I'm looking for space to do this. Oh wow! But I've done this twice, and um, so I'm involved with uh, film and and art uh, community. So this is Thursday, August the seventeenth, twenty seventeen, one to three p.m. at the Commonwealth building steel room fifth floor 421 southwest 6th avenue portland oregon i think that's the building with the statue isn't it with the what is the big statue with the anyway the portlandia yeah portlandia portlandia i think that's that building that lies worth living that's a that's a, a great video and it, and it outlines what the the struggle that we were talking about earlier to get the ada yeah. passed yeah. We're, we're going to show that again cool. at the Human Services Building in Salem, the Barbara Roberts Human Services Building, as part of our our ADA uh, anniversary day. Oh, cool! And a, and a, and a, so that's in Salem. So if you can get to Salem, uh, five hundred summer. Are there very, maybe there are buses going down or, or vans or something going down? So if if you want to know more about maybe how to bunch up and go down. Um, just make sure you get to your website. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that we're organizing transport to that one. It, but it's. Uh, but we could try but, uh, maybe. But it's and and. But I, I, I would yeah I would definitely recommend uh, you know mm -hmm. seeing that you know going to going to see that yes. wherever they're 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 showing it. Uh, this is the twenty seventh anniversary of the American Disabilities Act. Uh, that's in in. Uh, in uh, coordination with uh, the celebration of ADA. Yeah, so City of Portland Disability Program and Office of Equity and Human Rights, Lives Worth Living film discussion. And uh, again, uh, Thursday, August the 17th, 2017. It's right here in Southwest Portland 
and then there's one obviously in Salem coming up so 1 to 3 p.m. at the Commonwealth Building Steel Room, 5th floor, 421 Southwest 6th, Portland, Oregon, 97214. If you want to know any more about any of this, uh, Ted, any other words of wisdom and uh, advice? And uh, Well, I guess two things. One is uh, that I didn't mention on, on, our, on our website is also if you want to comment on what you think are, are you know, legal um, – goals and priorities are you now we they just went before our board of directors last week um and our board is you know people with disabilities or immediate family members primarily and they they've gone through that but we're we're you can um give us your input um through the link on our website and if you can't access the website then you can call me 503-243-2081 Okay. Ask for Ted. I'm the only Ted there. They'll, yeah. okay. they'll get Could you to repeat that phone again for the people that are scrambling for the pencil right now. <laughs> 503-243-2081. And if you want to know more about uh, either coming on to disability awareness or um, uh, asking, uh, what did you say that day? <laughs> uh, you can call, and this is a landline, and it is a message machine only, so if you call and leave your phone number a way to get back to you, I will respond. It's 503-224-0843, and that's disability awareness um, um, follow-up line, if you will. I did want to read something here, and this is a little boy that I don't know if anybody remembers, Matty T.J. Stefanik. He was, um, oh, just a very young boy. He started writing at three years old, and he died from mus multi uh, muscular dystrophy at about two, 10, 11 maybe, or a little, little older. And he said this in September 2001. He said, for our world, we need to stop. Just stop. Stop for a moment before anybody says, or does anything that may hurt anyone else. We need to be silent, just silent. Silent for a moment before we forever lose the blessing of songs that grow in our hearts. We need to notice, just notice. Notice for a moment before the future slips away into ashes and dust of humanity. We're getting there, aren't we folks? And then he went on to say, stop, be silent, and notice. In so many ways, we are the same. Our differences are unique treasures. We have, we are, a mosaic of gifts to nurture, to offer, to accept. We need to be, just be. Be for a moment kind and gentle, innocent and trusting, like children and lambs, never judging or vengeful like the judging and vengeful, and now let us pray differently, yet together, before there is no earth, no life, no chance for peace. 2001, and this was coming from a, a young boy that did uh, uh, heart songs, um, two books, he published two book, three, three or four books actually on heart songs. He was on all over the place in the early 90s with Oprah Winfrey and you know, all those folks. Just a delightful little boy that eventually died of uh, muscular dystrophy. He was on the Jerry Lewis 
he was the uh, ambassador for Jerry Lewis for a long time. And those were his wise words. And this is where we are right now, folks. And so I think through something like this piece of poetry, and I'm a Polish poet, and this is how I really do express things, I think if we do anything else, we just need to stop and breathe and be present and then think about what can I do to add to the pool of positivity by joining the different organizations that Ted and I were talking about and uh, coming on and being a guest in these radio shows, doing everything you can that will not stress you out any more than you're already stressed out. And for heaven's sakes, don't start drinking and, well, drugging, okay. <laughs> Even though this is a, a state where it's all pretty legal. And if you gotta do that, don't tank on it. Call me, I'll help you. <laughs> anyway, okay, thanks Ted so much for coming over. Really appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thank you. And then there suddenly appeared before me The only one my arms will ever hold I heard somebody whisper, please adore me And when I looked, the moon had turned to gold Blue moon Now I'm no longer alone Without a dream in my heart Without a love of my own KBOO Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of Playing Monopoly with God and Other True Stories on August 4th, 7 p.m. at the Old Church in Portland. Playing Monopoly with God and Other True Stories will be performed by Melissa Bangs, who studied with the Upright Citizens Brigade. This is her one-woman comedy show about postpartum psychosis and healing through shared moments, laughter, and tears. Again, that's Playing Monopoly with God and Other True Stories on August 4th, 7 p.m. at the Old Church, 1422 Southwest 11th Avenue in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. The more compassion we have towards animals, the more compassion we're going to have towards other people. If you can value them all, you, you really value yourself as well. So even if you don't care about animals, the, the things we do that hurt animals end up hurting ourselves. It's almost kind of a dominion type issue where we feel we need to control everything. Dominion means stewardship, to take care of. What would a cow think about satisfying our habit? The challenge lies with looking at suffering from the perspective of the person or individual suffering. Welcome to Voices for the Animals on KBOO Portland with your host, Courtney Scott. Today, we are honored to be joined by Dr. Silesh Rao, who has a PhD in electrical engineering from Stanford University and is the founder and executive director of Climate Healers, a nonprofit dedicated towards healing the Earth's climate. He is the author of Carbon Yoga, The Vegan Metamorphosis, and is the executive producer of a number of documentaries, including Cowspiracy, The Sustainability, Sustainability Secret, and the forthcoming documentary, The Compassion Project. Welcome, Dr. Rao. Thank you. From what I understand, you are now a full-time climate activist. Tell us how you arrived at the decision to move from your engineering career to climate healer and how you came up with the novel concept of healing the climate. Uh, thank you. You know, I was um, 
an electrical engineer working on the internet infrastructure for 20 years after my graduation. And uh, I had um, a fairly successful career. I had created the gigabit ethernet standard, which allowed the internet to flourish. And I was working on making that go 10 times faster. And then I happened 